Hello, I am Jobber William. And I am Jobber Billy. And this is Jobber Central. Today we'll be reviewing AEW three-year, uh, well, AEW Dynamite three-year anniversary. We'll be reviewing six SummerSlams again. And we'll be talking about our top ten wrestlers currently. Could you not? Could you not sing? <laughs> You're messing up the there's intro, reason, man. There's a reason I didn't add vocals to the song, okay? The there's intro is sacred, there's a okay? Reason. All right. Stop it. The intro is sacred. <laughs> yes, that's that a sacred podcast. No. Intro. The sacrilegious podcast. All right, shush. I don't know what that word means. Now. Just wait till we hit so. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. First, we're going to review AW Dynamite. Three year oh, anniversary. You didn't stop it. I thought you were gonna stop it and do it again. No! No! <laughs> stop <sorry>. talking! <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so we're gonna talk about the Dynamite three year anniversary. Uh, sadly, Billy wasn't able to see it because he was doing a cringe thing called training. Yeah, wrestling, wrestling training. Wrestling training. How awful to do that when we're on a wrestling podcast. Yes. Totally awful. Dude. Yeah. You should just go in the ring, not knowing what you do, and just break someone's neck in there. That's what you got to do. That's how. That's what a real wrestler does. I'm I trying to think of a joke to make about a wrestler. Huh. Uh, don't, don't. Let me think. Let okay, me okay, think. okay. First match, Sean Spears versus Wardlow in a steel cage match. Five star because it's jo- Sean Spears. No, okay. I gave it 2.75 jobbers. Uh, personally... I don't think the steel cage was necessary, except for that ending part where he stood on top of the cage to, for like symbolism reasons. But uh, like the match was, it was more of a segment. It wasn't really a match, so I, I don't hate it. I just don't think it deserves a high rating. Uh, next, we have the Private Party versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Eddie uh, Kingston, Billy. Fuck Eddie. You know that's who I should have uh, mentioned when you said that. Fuck. Eddie Kingston. Fuck you. He is awful. Mid. Lower than no. midder than mid. He's not the best wrestler, but he is one of the best on the mic. Oh, sure, sure. Anyway. Funny how you throw a few cuss words in there and you consider it a great promo. Oh, uh-huh. Uh, coming from you, the one that, like, just spouts, like, like an evil maniac. Yeah, and it makes a good promo, does it not? All right, then what's the difference between throwing in some cussing than you throwing in some maniac shit? Uh, he's a bum. Shut up. Anyway, so that match got 3.75 jobbers. It was a pretty good tag team match. I have nothing else to say about it. Now, Ro... I, I don't know how to pronounce this, I'm going to be honest. Roping, R- Roponji Vice versus FTR. Uh, sadly, this match was getting really good. But then it ended in disqualification when uh, I think it was <coughs> I think it was Great O'Con and uh, Jeff Cobb came in there to Could you not? Could you not? We are in the middle of a podcast. Sorry, stop dying. They are um, reading. In the words of Donnie, they are reading the Bible. Okay. Now, so this match was pretty After. good. <laughs> just do it, just do it. Shut up. I'm sorry, William. Alright, everyone shut up! You shut up! Alright. No, I can't shut up, I'm part of the podcast! You're fired! <laughs> hey, you didn't review the show, I did. Shut up, just do it! Okay, can you review! This part in? Yes, we're leaving this part in. Uncut, uncensored. Just do it, just... Just like Billy's penis. Anyway, what? 
Okay, anyway, <laughs> this match, because I like it... it when my stuff is... What did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Stop killing your brain cells and shut up. <laughs> anyway, this match, 3.25 jobbers. Jesus. You gave an FTR match 2.2... Wow. No, 3 point. Oh, okay, 3 point. And also, it ended in disqualification. That's why I gave it a low rating. Right. Now low, that's not low. Alright. Alright, can you be... Mm. Alright, oh. next we had the triple threat match, which I think was the match of the night. Ricky Starks versus Swerve Strickland versus Jungle Boy. This was a fantastic match with great chemistry, although the story wasn't the best. Uh, I give it 4.25, and I think the right person won in that match. Next we have Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. Uh. Sadly... Not a very good match. Okay. I think Britt Baker needs to re she needs to get in better in the ring. She okay. she hasn't improved that much. Britt, I love Britt Baker, but I was really hoping for Tony Storm to go over in this match because of the idea of the Owen Hart Women's Tournament final being Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm. That would have been beautiful, but we can't have beautiful things, can we? No, we cannot. Now, I gave that match 1.75 jobbers. Now, the main event, which I think was a good main event. Sorry. Alright. God damn. Alright, this is going to be a messy podcast, just warning you, because we got two people in the room with us that don't know how to keep quiet. I'm eating my chocolate-covered almonds. People. I was just making sure you didn't say anything else. You guys get the hose again. Alright, yeah, you'll get the hose again. Yeah, and you won't get food. You won't get food tonight if you keep it up. I'm eating food now. Okay, tomorrow night. Anyway, Samoa Joe versus Kyle Riley, which I think was a great part of the tournament. Four jobbers. That's it. That's all I have to say. Now let's talk about fucking SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, that's a great start. Fucking SummerSlam. Fucking SummerSlam, yeah. Yeah, fucking SummerSlam. Fucking SummerSlam. Well, to be fair, we're starting with, like, one of the worst ones. Uh, yeah, that's a fair point, fair yeah. point. A lot of these were very meh. The ones in the middle are very meh, yes. Guys, it was the Attitude Era, so we might get pulled off the air for this, but Attitude Era sucked. I wouldn't say it sucked, but it's overrated. I hated it. Ruthless Aggression is still my favorite. And Billy over here with the PG era. No, kidding. Shut the fuck up. Okay, no, we call it reality era, man. Turn my TV off, because so, it's already like 10, so I'm not going to be watching anything. I'll turn it off when I turn it off. Anyway, yeah. SummerSlam 1994, the first match of the night was Bam Bam Bigelow and IRS versus the Head Shrinkers. <laughs> now, this was a very mad tag team match. I don't think it should have opened SummerSlam. Uh, I give it two jobbers. Billy gave it 2.5 jobbers. I remember very little about this match. Exactly. Now, this one was, I think, a highlight compared to this card. Maybe not the highest of lights, but one of the highest of lights. Yes, highest of lights. What was it again? Oh, it's uh, Bull Nakano versus Alondra Blaze. Oh, yeah. This match was solid. They made a few... Weird jokes during it, but we'll see a theme of that. Um, but yeah, it was a decent women's match for the era that it happened in. Yeah, where they weren't like this was the first women's match on a SummerSlam. Yeah. I think we had yeah. so far. 
Well, technically, if you count Sensational Sherry versus, uh, uh, what's her name? Wendy Richter? No, 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 no. No, no. No, no, no. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, what was her fucking name? She was the Sapphire. one that gets... Yeah. Sapphire. Yeah, that's right. The one that sold out to Million Dollar Man. Yeah, that, I don't consider that a match because she didn't arrive. Yeah, it was forfeit. Yeah. But anyway, this was actually a very good match, and it shows that the woman division, even in the 90s, could have been great. But Keyword, could have. Yeah, the thing about Alondra Blaze, she not only reinvented the women's division, she also kind of destroyed it at the same time. By leaving and yeah. treating the title like that on WCW. Anyway, uh, I, I I gave that match 3.75 jobbers. Billy gave it 3.25 jobbers. Yeah, very solid, very solid. Yeah. Now we have Razor Ramon versus Diesel. Now I'm gonna be honest. Look, we 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 watched these like a, a like a like two weeks ago. I don't remember much from this match. And guys, we are getting a lot of SummerSlams in for you, for you. Yeah. Or. Seventeen listeners. Yeah, we we gave we gave the ratings then, not now. So back then we knew what we were talking about. But I think Shawn Michaels interfered a couple times with this match. Yep. Huh? Do you want me to put that money in the safe box for now? Um. Yes. No, you guys can't know where the money is. I'm just gonna cut the card out. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one Randy Donna gave me. Oh, okay. Just remind me, like, on when Banks was on Monday. Yeah. Okay. So we gave Razor Ramon versus Diesel 3.5. Both of us did. Witnessed a drug transaction. Could you not say that out loud? Fairly solid. Fairly solid. Yeah, uncensored, uncut, William. Yeah, about wrestling. The second time today I've used something you said against you. Against you. Not very clever. Anyway, <laughs> the the, one was. Na, okay, okay. Tatanka versus Lex Luger. This was a very odd match because it was Mr. USA Lex Luger versus Tatanka, a Native American. Even foreigner. Yeah, an evil foreigner. A Native American, yes. And uh, the people chanted USA when Lex Luger was winning. It is. Okay, it is. What year is it? 1994. It is 1994. It was the 90s. And we're still doing this fucking over-patriotism bullshit. And, and the fact that they were chanting USA against a Native American. They originally had this land. They're more patriotic than us. Exactly. Well, not really. Who told you you could talk, though? Yeah, stop talking. No food for tomorrow. Anyway. We'll call them the Gremlins in the basement. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, we gave that match both one jobber because it was... The brawl afterwards took too long, too, so I just... Ugh. Oh, now, we have a very inspirational match next. Oh, what do we got? Mabel we... versus Jeff Jarrett. Now, keep in mind, yeah. according to the commentary team... <laughs> Mabel was trying to get out of the hood and make and grow a farm. That was his goal in wrestling. Mabel was trying to get out of the hood and grow a farm. Uh, yeah, this was not a good match. 0.25 jobbers for me. One jobber from Billy. It is... 
this shows a very forgetful card because I am trying so badly to remember. Well, luckily, the next match is very memorable and it's probably the most memorable match. Well, probably the second most memorable match on this card. Owen Hart versus Bret Hart in a steel cage. Yes! Yes! What hand is it? What? What hand is it in? That one. You're losing food privileges for a week. We're trying to do a podcast here. Okay. I have a podcast. What do we get? <laughs> All right. That's it. Turn four. Okay. Owen Hart vs. Bret Hart in a steel cage match. This was a great, fantastic match. Maeve Delta was right to give it five jo- uh, stars. Five czars. Jobbers. No, no, no. He gave it five czars. We give it jobbers. Well, I think we could say stars on air. Hey, 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 hey. Copyright, man. We can say stars. No, we can't. We gotta say czars. <laughs> Maeve Deltzer does not give a living shit about us, and he is not going to monetize our asses. I'm still going to call it Zars because I think it's funny. <laughs> anyway. We're not getting sponsored by Maeve Deltzer. <laughs> you could. No. We do not want sponsors from that bastard. Right, that's harsh words. Anyway, uh, Owen Hart versus Bret Hart was a very great match. I had some problems with it. I thought it was a little repetitive in the beginning, and the fact that it wasn't the main event oh. kind of downgraded it for me. Okay, that I get to that in a minute, but uh, so, I thought this was an incredible match, and I gave it five jobbers. Both these guys for the WWF title and a steel cage match writes itself back when the steel cage match was actually cool and inventive and wasn't overused yet at that point so i love you brett i love you owen even though you cannot hear me now oh i just said anyway so he gave it five jobbers i gave it 4.75 because i had minor problems with it but otherwise it was a fantastic match now, let's go for the what they actually chose as the main event, which was okay. ridiculous. Can I talk about this first? Yes. Okay, so, in the match prior to this, the semi-main event, we had brother versus brother. Steel Cage, WWF title on the line. Two of the best workers at the time. Dang, that sounds like a main event for the ages. It wasn't the goddamn main event. The main event was chosen to be The Undertaker versus The Undertaker. Well, more accurately, The Undertaker versus The Underfaker. Featuring Leslie Nielsen for some reason. Yeah, this this was a bad match. Like at first, I was like, maybe Billy's exaggerating. No, this is this is bad. It, like it, it was just bad. Why was this the main event? It was not a good worked match. If it was just in itself, I would have given it one star. The fact that it was chosen as the main event over Brett and Owen. How negative did I go with it? You you gave it negative three jobbers. That is why I gave it a negative three stars. Why the jobbers? Shut up! Why the fuck is that not the main event? And I gave it negative two jobbers. Now, let's move on before Billy busts in the aneurysm. Let's... Bust. Yeah, bust is. Like a move. Like bust a move. 
<laughs> Could you not? <laughs> Just keep going. All right, SummerSlam 1995 before Billy pops a vein in his head. We have the first match, 1-2-3 Kid versus Hakushi. Hakushi. Now, I'll be honest, many people rate this high. I didn't, I wasn't really into it. I don't think it should have been the opener. I gave it 1.75 jobbers. Billy gave it 1.5 jobbers. I don't really remember it that well. Yeah, exactly. None of us remember it. If it's good, we remember it. Yeah, these following cards are very forgettable. I have bad memory as it is, so. They're ruining the podcast. They are not. This is a very funny episode. Keep going. It's not funny. It's funny for me. It'll be funny for Donnie. Hunter Hearst Hemsley versus Bob Holly was next. Hemsley. Hemsley. That's what I said. You said Hemsley. It's Helmsley. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is it Helmsley? Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. What? Okay, I don't know why. I, I, Hems. Okay. Hunter uh, Hearst Helmsley. Helmsley. Uh, versus Bob Hawley. Uh, I don't remember a single thing about this match. Yeah. Yeah, it's... That, it's that, a... that, you're going to hear a lot about in, in these following cards. Uh, 2.75 jobbers from me, 3 jobbers from Billy. Which means it can't have been too bad. Yeah, it was just decent. Just... For, Forgettable. Yeah. Then we have the Blue Brothers versus Smoking Guns. Uh, if I remember this correctly, it was a pretty decent... I think it was kind of like a squash match. Uh, so I gave it 2.5 jobbers. Billy gave it 2 jobbers. Now, this next match, I do remember. Uh, Skip versus Barry Horowitz. Horowitz? That's the Jewish guy? Uh, but they even made so. a song... <laughs> Like the Jewish anthem. Oh, love it. Yeah. Uh, nothing against that. Uh, yeah, it was actually a pretty decent uh, underdog, uh, underdog story. Uh, I gave it 2.5 jobbers. Billy gave it 2. Now, we do remember this match, or at least I do. Uh, <laughs> Bertha Faye versus Alundra Blaze. Oh, yeah. Wait. Okay, yeah, this is the one where they were making a lot of iffy jokes about you get the other one mixed with it billy are you even a real reviewer Come you on, want man. i will end you but yeah bertha Faye. it was a it was a good match good decent. match it was decent once again they were making jokes that were product of the time set hurt it a little bit for me but uh halfway decent women's match yeah it was it was pretty good uh especially for around that time yes. in america uh, I gave it 2.75 jobbers. Billy gave it two jobbers. Now, the main problem I had with it was not only the commentary, but also the finish kind of looked weird. Yeah, the commentary makes a lot of this look back on it rather unfortunately. Yeah. Now, next, we have Undertaker versus Kama in a casket match. I actually... Didn't think it was too bad. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really offend me. It didn't really, like, have anything bad. I thought there yeah. were some good moves. There was exactly offense. It just... I thought it was fairly average. And I don't remember it too well. I remember some of it. Uh, so I gave it three jobbers. Billy gave it two jobbers. Alright. Now we have... Uh, uh, Isaac Yankum versus Oh, Bret God. Hart. 
This. I'm so glad that Kane is Kane and not Isaac Yankum. This is a Bret Hart match. Bret. He was a dentist. He was a dentist. Isaac Yankum. Bret Hart. Bret Hart matches should always be good. This was not a good Bret Hart match. Okay. In my opinion, whenever Jerry Lawler and Bret Hart get in a rivalry around SummerSlam, it's never good. Oh, I talk about. Um. I believe it's next year that I talk a little bit about, um, <sighs> yes. Cool dude. Sometimes. Kind of problematic, but also. Now, uh, we, I gave that match 1.25 jobbers. Billy gave it one jobber. This is Isaac Yick. Now, this was definitely the highlight of the night. We have Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels ah, in a ladder match rematch from WrestleMania. The, we looked at the um, we looked at the upcoming card, and this was the match that we were like, okay, that should be good. The red of this is, meh. Okay, I now I will admit, it was a great match. It did have a lot of botches though. However, some of them. Uh, some of them do, some, some of the botches did look like, they weren't like bad botches, but rather like, it, it, they saved it. They saved the botch from looking too bad. But, uh, there was one notable one, which I think is when, like, Shawn Michaels tried to go through the ropes of a ladder, and he hit the ropes, and it, like, I, I don't remember exactly, but I know there was a bad botch of a ladder. Yeah, I think it looked pretty nasty. So... It was a little messy, but it was a good match. I gave it four jobbers. Billy gave it 4.5 jobbers. You have anything to say um, about it? Man, it was, it was very good. And some people even say better or on par with their WrestleMania match. I think the WrestleMania has looked back on with such amazing regard. That's kind of hard to come up to that. And also that... The WrestleMania match was the first ever ladder match in WWE. Yeah. All right. Now, most people would argue Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels should have been the main event again. But no, they decided this year to go with the man who wanted to get out of the hood and finally did <laughs> to create his own kingdom, King Mabel versus Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Diesel. Uh... This was a nothing match. They went for nine minutes and fourteen seconds, and it was, it, 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 it was kind of painful to watch at moments. It was just there. Boredom. And what was our ratings for it? I gave it point seven five. You gave it one point two five. It, it was not awful. Didn't exactly kill the business, but it was not good yeah, at all. It was definitely not a negative yet. Now, we go to nineteen ninety six. We have. We started, okay, I don't know what it is with the 90s and their, like, like mediocre openers, but they, they've done it, like, four times in a row now. We have Savio Vega versus Owen Hart. <sighs> I don't remember a single thing from that match. Yeah, and Owen Hart should always be a good match. It just, yeah. it, it wasn't. I gave it 2.5 jobbers. Billy gave it 2.25 jobbers. Now, okay, whenever you put the, the, the word new in front of a tag team, they're going to fail. So, speaking of which, the New Rockers versus the Body Donnas versus Godwins versus Smoking Guns. 
it was an okay Fatal 4-Way tag team match. The only problem I had with it was, again, the stupid rule where wrestling companies make them tag in when it makes no sense. It pisses me off. Anyway, I gave it $2.75. Yep. And Bailey gave it two jobbers. Don't remember too much about it, but it was okay. It, it was it was fun and fat, impactful, but I just I hate that rule. It makes no sense. Anyway, okay, you want to read off the next one? I feel like I've been talking too much. You have. Um, oh, we'll, okay. we'll speak up sometimes. Shut then. up! Shut up! Okay, Psycho Sid versus the British Bulldog. I remember nothing. I remember uh, it wasn't good. William gave it 1.75. I gave it 1.5. It was... It was 1996. These... Hopefully things pick up in the future of Summer Slams, but these were very... iffy. They pick up around 2000s, I hear. Goldust versus Mark Marrow. William gave it 2.25. I gave it 1.5. I expected more. Goldust was always a very hit-or-miss... Dustin Reynolds is a very good wrestler. Gold Dust is occasionally hindered by the gimmick. He did the best with what he could. And Mark Marrow, incredible public speaker. Good wrestler, incredible public speaker. I got the chance to listen to him one time and I did cry. He's very, very good. I highly recommend seeing him if you can. And uh, this next... Huh? He's a uh, public speaker. Go to one of his things. Yes. Uh, now, Billy, B- Billy, you feel very passionate about this next thing, so I'll let you do your little rant about it. Jerry Lawler versus Jake the Snake Roberts. So this is my lowest rating I've given so far. Negative five. Jerry Lawler versus Jake the Snake Roberts. They've done this a few times in the wrestling business. Jake the Snake Roberts was an alcoholic that was in recovery. So they spent this entire feud making fun of his addiction problems. And in this match, a majority of the match was Jerry Lawler making fun of these problems. They've done it with Jeff Hardy. That was bad. That was not as bad as this. Knowing how badly he relapsed and how it almost ended his life, this was being looked back on so horribly. He poured alcohol down his throat. Why? Why? They could have just fucking wrestled. They could have just done that. Why? It was bad, and I hope it dies in hell. Alright, he gave it negative five, I gave it ne- negative two. Next, we have the infamous... Aren't you going to talk about it? You already talked about it. Okay, Why yeah, don't I talk about fair it? enough, fair enough. Next, we have the infamous boil, boiler room match. This. Why did I say infamous? That's how it's pronounced. What did I say? I said infamous. You, you said, said infamous. infamous. <laughs> yeah, he says infamous. Um... This, I thought it was good. I think overrated. I think it was overrated. Yeah. Um. It like it was kind of boring. Like it was 
my brother is an Attitude Era mark, so I watched it with him, and he holds it in such a high regard. They were just stumbling around that boiler room. Yeah. And just things were kept falling off themselves. There were a few okay spots, but it wasn't that good. Once I... they got out of the actual boiler room, it started to pick up a little bit because, fun fact, the boiler room part was pre-taped. I know. Yeah, so the 15 or so minutes they were in there was all pre-taped. Once they got out of, the, out of that part, you could see they were much more energetic mm. because they started again. And then they were flying through the hallway and into the ring. I think they handled Paul Bear's turn weirdly. Mm-hmm. Like, he originally started turning away, which was fine. And then, you know, they kept sludging on a little bit. And then he hit him with the urn. I think he should have hit him with the urn off the bat and handed it to Mankind. And I think that would have gotten across the craziness of the turn a little bit better. I just found it boring. But I yeah. will say it is revolutionary for uh, bringing in a brawl genre to Dota 8. So I'll get, I gave it uh, 2.75. Billy gave it 2.5. And now we go for the main event. John Michaels versus Veda. Both great wrestlers. Shawn Michaels in the 90s was a fucking prick. But he has changed. Yes, he has changed, which we're glad about. Okay, so Vader had a bit of a... Like, some people did not like to work with him. He was a big dude. But he was also, in some people's mind, a big softy. And he got his feelings hurt very easily. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Now, like, Shawn Michaels didn't want to work with him because he didn't wash his gear and he didn't think he was a great wrestler. That is true, he didn't wash his gear. Um, so, there was one spot which I do not... Very infamous. I do not like. He... Infamous. So, he had went to Hidden Elbow, and Vader was supposed to move. He had jumped off the ropes and kind of landed on his feet, and then proceeded to shoot, kick him in the face, while yelling at him, you're supposed to move, dumbass. Supposed to fucking move. Well, I think he just said move. I don't think he said he's supposed to move. I think oh. he just said move. He said move and called him a dumbass, okay? Yeah. Move, dumbass, yeah. move. He uh, still uh, should uh, not wait. have kicked him in the face. But that's like that's like saying the, the moment where Randy Orton... Could you not? Shut up. You, you just do your thing. They're fine. Yeah, they're being loud. Shut up. They're not that loud. We'll lock you in the basement again. You're the one getting off track. Shut up. They're distracting me. Shut anyway, up. So, that's like saying, you know, I don't even want to say it anymore. I'm done. I gave the match 3.5 jobbers. Billy gave it 3.75 jobbers. Explain your reasoning. It was an okay match. There yeah. was a lot of unprofessionalism yes, in there. Yes, it was. Which a lot of people are calling out a current superstar for, which I don't think was half as bad as this unprofessionalism. Okay, we'll talk about that later. No, we can talk about it right now. Actually, we're okay. Alright, go ahead. Let's talk about it. And then we'll get to our top ten. I don't think Sasha Banks and Naomi were being unprofessional. Well, okay. They were being unprofessional, okay. but professionalism is a two-way street. WWE does not... Okay. It's not professional sometimes. Okay, real quick. 
there is a chance that this is a worked shoot. I doubt it. They have been mentioning in it, mentioning it a lot, and even the USA Network posted a little top ten list of, oh, this isn't the first time people have walked out of Raw. So it's smelling a little bit like a work, but if it is, good job. It's working. very iffy. It's working. But, okay, here's my opinion. If Sasha Banks and Naomi wanted to walk out, that is fine. They screwed over four other women in that match by walking out. They should have gone in and finished the fucking match. No. Did their job and then walked out. They did not have to screw up the entire show just to prove a point. Well, according to some reports, Sasha Banks or Naomi, whatever, whatever one, was supposed to pin one of the other. Which would have been bad for the character, bad for the tag team division, which is already in a bad state, and is bad overall. If, if they pinned each other, it was for a shot at the women's title, which is the top title in their division. And that they might the, be tagged... Shut up! Wait, they no, might no, be no, tagged no. superstars, for but... someone who is so defensive about not looking the... Uh, make, but by not letting the other titles look weak and uh, expense of the world championship, you are really defending them making the uh, women's tag team titles look weak compared to yeah, a world... The tag team titles already don't fucking matter! And they could if Sasha I've already gone. And Naomi... No, no, they are already gone. There is no chance for those titles. They are dead and buried, just Sasha like your ba- career. Sa- Sasha Banks... Uh, it felt like the right thing to say. Sasha Banks wanted to make those titles prestigious, and she thought it was a bad decision for the titles, for the tag team to pin each other and turn against each other. It does make sense. It is stupid. But they've done a lot of stupid things before. They could have done the goddamn match and then walked away. You know what? I'm going to say it. I think Sasha Banks is selfish and convinced Naomi to walk out with her. Alright, well, I believe that part. But yeah, I mean, was it the best way to handle the situation? No. But coming from a company that committed the Montreal Screwjob... Yes. Yeah, talked about dead relatives, made fun of them... Nobody is defending WWE in this situation. Many people are. They're calling Sasha Banks unprofessional in an unprofessional business. You don't use two... Wrongs to make a right. You never try to go below WWE. You go above WWE. Okay, let's let's put it down this way. If I'm in your company, yeah, and I don't like what you're doing, okay, and I walk out before my match, you would come to the locker room or to the parking lot and try to kick my ass. Granted, I would kick your ass in no way. I would kick your ass in every way, shape, or form. But you would make your attempt to. In the words of Arne Anderson, (laughs) well, uh, paraphrasing Arne Anderson, if I were gonna, if I was gonna try to kick your ass in the parking lot, I would have brought a Glock. But anyway. (laughs) Now you should have brought the gun. Now I feel threatened. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. But anyway, I would have handled it better. (laughs) Vince had a talk with Sasha Banks, and it didn't work out, obviously. So. We would have talked, and I, you would explain why you think the story doesn't work, and I would have, we would have came to an agreement. Bullshit! A, you are a dictator! You I would am not, not a have, fucking dictator. You've said yourself you want to be a dictator. That was a joke. Sure it was. That was a joke. 
But anyway, moving on from this, no, we are no, going... No, we're not oh, done yet. Oh, really? We're not done yet. You want to go more? Okay. Artistic... Don't you says... Credibility. <laughs> Storyline. Credibility. I put those over business moves, okay? So, if you don't think a storyline is going in the right direction, I will always listen to you. I will support a walkout if needed. Okay. I support unions, man. I'm, Come on. I'm just saying, they screwed over... Okay. Asuka and Becky Lynch had their one-on-one -on -one match. That is fine. It went okay. But they screwed over Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. They could have had a main event Raw match. Is that and really they screwed that for them. Oh, okay. Well, think about this. Why did they have to remove those two? That makes no sense. Why would they have to remove them? If you think about it, Dodai screwed those people anyway by putting this stupid move on that match. Now, but, Sasha, what else were they going to do? Ruin the tag team? Ruin the titles? It no. wouldn't have ruined the tag team if it was for the right reasons, which was for the world title. They were both going to be in a world title match right, at the pay-per-view. All right, fine. Uh, your best friend and you become tag team partners. You win the tag team championships. And then, all of a sudden, you guys break up for a, another championship. That makes the current title that you're holding look like nothing compared to the other. You're like, that's pretty much like saying, oh, this title's crappy. I want to go for that one. Why would I want? To, why would anyone go for the one you're holding okay. right now if they find that one crappy? Okay, that was a bad example. You are my best friend. I would stab you in the back six ways from Sunday for a world title. All right, well, first of all, thank you for the best friend compliment. Second of all, you fuck you for the backstabbing. You can. They uh, would have kept but, the titles. But the thing is, they are going to stab each other in the back for that title. That's the, the problem. It, They're a tag team. People have done it before. Yes, in the Royal Rumble, tag teams always throw each other over the different. top rope. That is different. How the fuck is that different? They both. They can't both win it. And neither all, can this number one contenders match. Well, yeah. But they don't have to pin each other for it. Throwing each other out is different. They're not winning the match that way. They're just throwing each other out. That happens. They have agreements okay. for that. Okay, we are going in a circle here. Let's get to our top ten list. Yeah, we got plenty of fucking time. It's a top... Just... We're not going to reach an agreement here. Because we are definitely on opposite sides of the look, spectrum. I'm just saying, okay, look, I'm just saying. Okay. Imagine if a guy pretty much took the mid-card championship, threw it to the side, and was like, I don't want that, I want the world title. That is not at all what that was like. But it is if they're going to stab each other in the back. TNA, Destination X. Austin Aries hands in the X Division Championship and says, I want a shot at the world title. That makes the X Division title look like a bitch in the whole X Division. Because it's a mid-card title. Everybody... Is in the business for the world title. I'm holding the 10 pounds of gold NWA World Heavyweight Championship, if you can't already notice. All right, all right. Okay, Billy. There was a point in time where the Intercontinental Championship was the most prestigious title. It was more prestigious than the WWE Championship. It, it, it let me talk. It held better matches than the WWE Championship. That's and you know point. why? Because they didn't think of it as just a mid-card championship. They thought of it as a great belt to hold for your legacy. That's how Sasha Banks and Naomi, in my opinion, were trying to treat the tag Bull team shit. So Okay, if it was Sasha Banks pinning Naomi, mm -hmm. she would have fucking did that all goddamn day because she's a selfish, selfish bitch. All right, wow. Okay, first of all, 
baseless argument. We have no idea what would happen if it was the other way around. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. But we won't know. So we can't use that as an argument. Second of all, wow, you just called her a bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, maybe bitch was a bit over the line. I do like Sasha Banks as a wrestler. But I think sometimes she can be a bit of a selfish person. But I don't and she's a perfectionist. Like some reports, people I know. I'm not a perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Look. If the reports are right, and Sasha felt like the that Naomi winning against Sasha Banks was a bad decision, I support her because it is a bad decision. It makes the team look like a joke. It makes the tag titles look like a joke more than they already are. Okay, now, if that uh, did, if this does happen to be a work, then we just tried to kill each other for no reason. I, I, th I think it's yeah. a good argument, though, to have. Yeah, it, it, it brings up a good point of whether integrity to the business is more important than business. This itself. was fairly, fairly entertaining. All right, now, my top ten wi favorite women's wrestlers. Okay, go ahead. Number ten, Dakota Kai. Number nine. Tay Conti. She's a pretty good wrestler, even though she's a bit unpopular right now. With Just because she has a relationship with Sammy Guevara, you selfish pricks. King, love you guys. Shit. Number eight. Sasha Banks. <laughs> Great wrestler. Great wrestler. Number seven. Dr. Britt Baker, D-M-D. D-M-Mid. Fuck you. <laughs> Six, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho. I didn't know you liked her that much. Oh, yeah. I love her. Uh, number five, Tony Storm. Number four, Alexa Bliss. And my top three. Number three, Bailey. I think she works great as a heel. Can't wait till she's back. Number two, Rhea Ripley. And number one, Liv Morgan. I, I, now, just a, a reminder, these are current working wrestlers. Yes. And also, when we get to the men's, sadly, we can't put Bray Wyatt on there because temporarily he is inactive. Okay, now... Oh, no, no, I want to do women's... Oh, I know, that's what I was about to oh, say. Oh, okay. Well, we'll start with number 10, Bailey. She is my... What? what? She's in only 10. Well, yeah, she's my favorite of the four horsewomen. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's my favorite of the four horsewomen. And, uh... Might as well. She's, yeah, number 10 for me. Can't tell from it is, it's a very, it's, she has very good oh, matches, and I think she had better stories when she was a heel. In my personal opinion. She would not be on this list. I'm just saying she would not be on the list if she didn't turn heel. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I liked her babyface like, stuff, but it was, I liked she, her more in NXT. She than would have roster. been on my list, but not as high as she is. Yeah. Turned into a heel. Uh, so <laughs> then we'll go to number nine, Thunder Rosa. I like I like Thunder Rosa. I really do. Uh, she's a great wrestler. I don't think she's ever so slightly overrated. Really? Slightly, in my opinion. I think Britt Breaker's overrated. Like, I liked Britt Breaker at a time. Breaker. 
Baker. She's uh, lost a little bit since she lost the world title. She, yeah, well, she was... I, I did want her to win the world title at one point because I thought she would bring prestige to it, and she did. But, um... You can't deny it's take a step down since she lost it. No, I disagree. I really? think Thunder Rosa's holding it in the same place. She's uh, had 20 minutes of TV time since she won it. Okay, in that regard, yes. But I think prestigeness wise Thunder Rosa is still good. But De- I, I, they did lower the time. I just I think that. her and Serena Deeb will make a great match for it, but I just don't care as much. Okay, well, okay. To be fair, though, just because they're taking time out of the world, the AW <laughs> Women's Championship doesn't mean they're taking off the women's because they do have the Owen Hart tournament going on. Yeah. I mean, think about Adam Page. He hasn't had much time as champion either. I have my opinions about Adam Page. Okay, whatever. Just his championship reign. All right, so yeah, Thunder Rosa is number nine for me. Number eight, Sexy Star. No, okay, no, you son of a bitch. No, okay, no, okay, no, okay. Yeah, well, fired you for. Uh, this one's gonna be a little controversial. Right, I don't want to say controversial. This one's gonna be not a lot of people are gonna expect this one. Mickey James. Really? I she is a veteran in the business, and I think she was doing good in, in Impact. I've seen a little I, bit of her stuff. I did not. But, uh, I liked her in it, but I respect it. She's a veteran in the business. I really like her. Her style of wrestling is pretty cool. I wanted her to win at TLC in 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was number eight. So number seven, we have... Uh, okay, I'm going to be honest. I didn't prepare for this list. Oh, you did... What it? Dude, I got other stuff on my mind. Oh, other stuff on your... All right. Yeah, keep cut. Keep, 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 keep. Right, right, right. Sorry, 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 sorry. Damn, man. Calm down. Fuck off. Fuck you. you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Let's go. No. Anyway. So, number seven, we have Jade Cargill. Oh, you son of a bitch. Now, I will admit, she is not the best wrestler in the ring. I think she's pretty decent, though. Uh, it's more of her character I like, and her... Honestly, I think I... she should win the AEW Women's Championship. She will bring it to the top, in my I, opinion. I can admit she does do pretty good promos recently. Like, Tony, yeah. cut the shit. I, I like that part for whatever reason. I don't think she's a very good wrestler. She's not the greatest, I will admit. She she does, Although she is improving, which I like about her. So I, I do think that in, in, in a little bit, uh, she will uh, reach the sky. I mean, she is tall as fuck, to be fair. Speaking of that, Scorpio <laughs> Sky. I'm, I'm kidding. All right. Uh, number... That was number seven, right? Yes. Okay, so number six. We have... Let me think about it. Oh, my God. Ooh. And this is only referring to her NXT run. Mandy Rose. Yeah. Oh, my. Toxic Attraction is exactly the gimmick she should have had. Yes, she is perfect where she's at. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will admit, I liked her stuff with Otis for a little bit, but uh, this is perfect for yeah. her. I think she did great as... Is she still NXT Women's Champion? Yes. Okay, that's what I It thought. shows she can also work as well as do phenomenal heel mic work. Yeah, at first, <clears> like, I'm going to be honest, I didn't like her that much. <laughs> when I first saw her in the main roster, I was like, Ugh, overrated. Because everyone was like... Let's be honest, most people only liked her for her looks. Yeah. But I think she's proved herself in NXT, and I really like her for that. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go with number five. M- Mackie, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mackie Ito. I think she's hilarious. I love her bits in AEW. They're two, the 
two or three times she's been in mm-hmm. AEW. And she's made me laugh out loud each time. And I've seen some of her stuff in Stardom, and I thought LOL. it was fantastic. She's a great Joshi uh, woman's wrestler. Uh, number four, we have... Um, uh, hold on, guys. Let me think. Uh, um, oh, Asuka. It's fair. Yeah. Asuka, while well, I do prefer when she had the streak and wasn't on the main roster... I love Asuka. I think she's she's funny outside of wrestling. She's great in the ring, fantastic in the ring. And uh, she looks brutal when she hits people. It's brutal. Now, number three is... Um, oh, I'm trying to run out of people. Uh, I keep thinking of, like, old women wrestlers, but I have to think of, like, current women's wrestlers. Uh, Io Shirai, I like. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, no, no, no. Okay, put Io Shirai in fifth, Maki Ito and Asuka fourth and third. Okay. So, so second. Two more. All right, let's go with second. Second, we have to go with, um... Uh, Love Morgan. No, she's not on my list. You motherfucker. I'm not, I like, I, I like her, but she's not top ten for me. Dick. Okay. Yeah, fuck off. You can suck it. Anyway, uh, second, Charlotte Flip. No, I'm joking. <laughs> is, that, is that funny? No? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Ronda no. Rossi. I'm, I'm no, kidding. No, yeah. Shut up. Um, second. Uh, if he would have wrote this down like you told me to do. Shut up. Eva Marie. No. Jesus I'm, I'm just, I'm just stalling. Hold on. Alexa Bliss? Do drop. No. I'm not a huge fan of Alexa Bliss. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Naomi. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I think she's great in the and ring. he'll actually and know I, his first one. I will say her glow gimmick did get a little annoying when it went on for too long, but it, I think bringing back the bad tag team was a great idea between Naomi and Sasha Banks. And I really, really like uh, Naomi as a person, too, and yeah, just stuff like that. Now, number one, this is obvious. Rhea Ripley. I don't even need to talk about it. I've already talked about it enough. Simp. Even though she was my number two. Hey, you're a simp for Liv Morgan. You have her as your background. Don't even. I'm not anymore. <laughs> Me. Good save. Yeah, anyway, good save, now yeah. uh, do your mins. Okay. Uh, that sounds weird. Now, this was much harder to actually, like, place them. Not come up with people, but place them. Yeah, mostly because there's a lot more men's than women's. Let's be Number honest. ten, Wheeler Yuta. I think he's really good character, great, great wrestler, and he can only get better under the tutelage of guys like William Regal, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley. Number nine, Buddy Matthews. This man is a absolute killer. Hits hard, very strong style, and can go for just a thousand miles, and I love him to death. Number eight, Mustafa Ali. Incredible, incredible wrestler. They should do so much more with him, and he can work a mic like hardly anyone else on the roster. He can work Give a him mic. a mic. Like, he can work a mic how Billy can work a dick. <laughs> 
I hate you. Well, well, hey, Billy, I, could, I just compared it, so now you have to say you work at Dickwill, or you're saying Mustafa Ali's bad on the mic. Shut up. <laughs> oh, Zack Sabre Jr. That is number seven, Zack Sabre Jr. The man is a technical wizard and can twist a man to a pretzel. All I gotta say. Number six, greatest heel in the business, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Number six, number five, Edge. The Judgment Day is absolutely killing it. My favorite thing on Raw right oh, now. Oh, do you know I heard someone said Judgment Day? I was like, what? How oh, yeah, a lot like... of people hate it. Really? Which I makes me hate them. They call it a discount House of Black. All right, all right well, I I think Edge's promo work it, it makes the group very... Yes, it is beautiful. And their matches have been pretty good. And I like the rivalry with them and AJ Styles, Liv Morgan, and Finn Balor. And my number four, Adam Cole. Oh, Jesus. Bebe. Did you say Darby Allen already? Uh, oh, yeah, no, he's not on this list, actually. He's not on the list? No. You dressed up as him for Halloween. That's a fair point. He has a great look. Um, Now, number three. You were like the biggest stand of him. Is Kenny Omega. Actually, you know what? Let's do it. Replacing 10 is Darby Allen. Who's number 10 again? Oh, uh... Wheelie Yuta. Oh. Even though he is very close. Kenny Omega, number three. Number two, Seth Rollins. And number one, Johnny Gargano. Beautiful baby. King by the way. of the loser weights. I hate you. Thank you, Vlad, for that term. Go, a- go ahead. Get your top 10 wrestlers that you didn't write down, and it'll take you 20 minutes to figure it out. Uh, uh fuck you. That's not gonna, what's gonna happen, okay? Because I'm a stall. <laughs> I'm joking. I, now, it was really hard to think, because, especially since I just started watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, so that added in more wrestlers I had to put in there, too, and AEW, WWE, luckily it's only current, so that would make it less complicated, but still. Number 10, I will go with uh, this is a typical one. I, I have an honor, honorable mention, and uh, we do not condone the actions of uh, New Japanese Pro Wrestling regarding this situation. My honorable mention is Kota Ibushi. I love you. Yeah, uh, we do not condone what New Japanese Pro Wrestling is allegedly doing. Huh? Uh, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a country. Yeah, of course he did. Anyway, so number 10 for me would have to be Yuji Nagata. Love the man, love his hard-hitting style, his stiff hits, and he is very good at technical work. I loved his... Like, I became a fan of him just by watching his match with uh, John Moxley. It was it was very good. Uh, and I've watched some of his old stuff in New Japan, and I was... I, I was amazed. Uh, so he's not my number 10. Uh... Because he's still working, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, I'll have to go... Are we doing tag teams later? Yeah. I think we have time to do tag teams. Yeah. Yeah, we do got We have more plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, so... Oh, we could... Oh. What? We might have to do a top five on tag teams. Oh, yeah. No. No. Well, yeah. Mm, we'll, we'll see. We'll okay. see. Because there's a lot of good tag teams. Uh, yeah, fair enough, yeah. Okay, so number nine... I've only talked about one. Jesus Christ, this is difficult. Number nine, I would have to, I would have to go with... 
Ricochet. Now, I will say, I I do prefer his work before main roster Dota E. I loved his NXT stuff. Especially, I fell in love with him in Lucha Underground. Thought he was fantastic. Uh, And I am disappointed by how Dota E has utilized him. I will admit, though, he is not good on the mic. Yeah. He's not good at all. Or at least in WWE, because in Lucha Underground, he did some pretty good promos when he did. He mainly had a manager, but when he did promos, it came from the heart. So, I don't know if it's like a WWE thing, but... It's probably a WWE thing. Yeah, knowing them. So, yeah, Ricochet I would have to put up there. Um, Let's see. Number eight. Very difficult. Currently working... You know, fuck it. Kazushika. God damn it, I slaughtered that. (laughs) Shut up, shut up. (laughs) Why can I not say the name? Okada. His fucking name's Okada. Damn it. Fuck. Kazuchika. There, I said it right that time. Damn it. Anyway, he's a fantastic wrestler. And, spoiler alert, when I'm reviewing Wrestle Kingdom, he is the first wrestler in my rating system to get two five-jobber matches. And uh, he's just really great in the ring. His storytelling's pretty good in the ring, too. And uh, there's a reason he's, he's a the face actor. of New Japan. All right. Uh, let's see. That was number eight, right? I'm trying to figure out my top ten tag teams. <laughs> so I wasn't Jesus. paying attention. All right. Uh, number seven. Yeah, that was number eight. Okay, so number seven. A lot of good choices out there. Uh, nails. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, number seven. This is very difficult. Huh. John Moxley. Yeah, I'll put him up there. I love John Moxley's promo work. I think he's fantastic in the ring when he wants to be. And he has some good segments. Do you count Blackpool Combat Club as a... Uh, Tag team, yes. And or we can put that as a faction. We can rank factions. <laughs> uh, too much, too much. Okay, yeah, put it in the tag team then. Uh, anyway, John Moxley, I think, is fantastic uh, wrestler. And I'm. it's sad that WWE underutilized him. Now, uh, number six... Hmm... Uh, number six. Finn Balor. Uh, while, again, not fully utilized by WWE, he did have some fantastic work. And he was one of my favorite wrestlers at a certain time. Uh, but stopped being when WWE stopped treating him like a big deal. Which was around 2018. Late 2018. But anyway, he, he, He's a very good wrestler. His work with the Demon was fantastic. And he has a style that is hard to match. And I think he's very unique. Alright, number five. We're in the halfway point, finally. This is taking embarrassingly long. Billy's gonna hate this one. <laughs> Not because he hates the wrestler, just he thinks he's overrated. Keith Lee! Ever so slightly overrated. He is limitless, Billy. Don't you understand? Keith Lee is fan-fucking-tastic. 
I, he is one of the most unique movesets out of most wrestlers. He has he's pretty good on the mic, and he's just memorable. It, like a name like Keith Lee doesn't sound like it'd be memorable, but for some reason it is. I remember that sticks in my mind. So yeah, he's my fifth favorite wrestler right now. Screw anyone else that says differently. Uh, number four. Do you have any sugar over there? No. Well, I have kisses. Don't eat it all. You mean them kisses, Daddy? Uh, I'm cutting that part out. Anyway, so number four, I. Ooh, this is tough. Uh. Let's see. Um. Come on. Shut the fuck up, Billy. You shut the fuck up, William. Uh, Miro. Miro. It's Miro. Okay. I'm a big fan of Miro. I loved Rusev Day. I thought he should have won the Dota E Championship. Okay? I, and I think I don't like how Dota or AEW kind of underutilize him as of right now. However, he still has a chance to be redeemed, and I hope they don't ruin him like Dota E did. And I, I, on popular opinion, Miro should have won, should win the AEW World Championship. No. At some point, he's got to. Uh, okay. Number three. Number three. Um... You can't even come up with your top three. <laughs> shut the fuck up, Billy. You shut the fuck up. I had mine written down. Fuck off. You fuck up. Yo, number three, AJ Styles. Thank you. I can actually agree with that one. Yeah, he's fantastic. Like, like, he's phenomenal. Do I have to say anything else? It's AJ Styles. If you don't know who that is, go fuck yourself. Okay, don't do that. Well, unless you want to. It's up to you. I don't care. <laughs> um, number two. Again, again. Daniel fucking Brian. The Brian Danielson. Sorry. I apologize for that one. Oh shit, I gotta rewrite into the list. Hold on. Oh god. Are you going from like fifth place to fifth place to first place? I I, I went to, from ten to one. We're doing a top ten. Oh, uh, so you're going from tenth place to first and place? And he did not yeah. write it down. I am fucking busy, Billy. <laughs> you <laughs> made me write it down. Cheats for everything. Alright, fine, fine, okay. Actually, now that I think about it, I. I, I, I forgot Bray Wyatt doesn't currently work. I, I made that rule and I fucking forgot about it. What? Oh, I thought you were, like, snapping to get my attention. No, I was moving my foot. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were snapping. He reminded me of that rule about five times. Yeah, okay. And forgot it himself. I didn't forget it. I just numbered everything. Sorry, but anyway, so... Alright, Brian Danielson is actually number one on my list. And... Number three, bump everything up. And number three, I would have to go with Tetsuya Naito. Yeah, fair. I love him as a heel. And his story of getting both the Intercontinental and uh, World New Japanese Pro Wrestling Championship was great. I thought it was a great story. And uh, I like his title reign. Okay. So, yeah, so that's everybody. Fuck off. Do we have time for you to stumble across your, um... Fuck off, I didn't think of the tag team fast. To stumble across your tag teams. Fuck off. 
Okay, well, let's see. All right, so. What the fuck? I'm doing okay. top five. Okay, well, I'm doing top ten. All right, go ahead. So, number ten, Street Profits. I think they're a bit lost right now, but, you know, that's relatively... Shut up, you don't even watch. Um, number nine, I'm going to look up their actual tag team name because... Okay, Oh, who's taking okay. long now, huh? Number nine, the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Okay, Gallows is a fucking awesome dude. I love him. Number eight, RK Bro. Oh, great. Fantastic. Number seven, The Acclaimed. Bet you know the name. Uh, they are just a gimmick, more or less. They can wrestle decent. And, of course, Max Caster is the most entertaining thing on TV. The little time he has for his raps. Number six. Men of the Year. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Really? Yeah, a lot of people don't like them. I don't get it. They are both tremendous workers and awesome characters. Number five. The Blackpool Combat Club. Baby. My boys. Number four, the Usos. Fantastic. Because they the ones. Probably. Down since day one ish. And number three, Whoa. the Young Bucks. Number two, Red Dragon. And number one, do I even need to say it? Obviously, the Bushwhackers. No. <laughs> FT are the greatest tag team. In the world, bar none. Alright. Pretty good list, not gonna lie. Number five for me. Number five. The Young Bucks. I will admit, I wasn't a huge fan when I first heard of them. But then again, I was a Mark. And He's still I a probably should have fucking watched one of their matches before I said anything. He's still a Mark. I'm not a fucking Mark. Fuck off. Fuck off, Mark. Anyway. Fuck you, Mark. Fuck you, Mark. Fuck you, Mark. Smark. Yeah, that's right. Got a fair point there. <laughs> uh, I will admit, I, sh I, I shouldn't have written them off like that. They are fantastic tag team uh, wrestlers. They treat their tag team seriously. And they're really great in the ring. Good at storytelling. Uh, yeah, I like the Young Bucks. Number four. <coughs> Uh, number four. This was very difficult to choose. But, I am a huge fan. And I, oh, wait, I don't know if they're still a tag team. Mustache Mountain? Yes. They're still a tag team? Okay, yeah. good. Because I, I, I haven't watched any of their recent stuff, but 2018, oh my god, they were on fire. Fan-fucking-tastic. Love them. Number three. The Usos! They the ones. Down since. Day one-ish, like I said. Lock, lock them up in the penitentiary. Oh, why? Uh, I accidentally got my toe in his mouth before. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Sorry for scarring you like that. Yes, uh, that's it. Alright. Uh, number two. Billy in his hand. Yeah! I'm kidding. Undefeated. 
Didn't think I needed to hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have to say, su- for surprising how they're still working together, the Hardy Boys. I thought you would have uh, when done Death Trap. I thought you would have done um, Lucha Bros. Boys. I thought you loved the Lucha Bros. Someone's gonna appreciate this. This is number two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Y- yeah, number two is the Hardy Boys. Yeah. And then number one is the Lucha FTR. Brothers. FTR. Lucha Brothers. Disappointing. A Luchador. Okay, yeah. but La yes. Luchador. Yeah, I've All been right. a fan of the Lucha well, Brothers forever now. Well, are there La Luchaduras? Damn, he made What's it through it. What do you mean it. by that? <laughs> you know, like... There's an unenthusiastic golf clap, by the way. Lucha! Okay. Doras? Are there any female... Yes, of luchadoras? course there's female luchadoras. Yeah, like Sexy Star. Luchadoras. Shut up, uh, Sexy Star, oh, man. <laughs> okay. Now, back to our favorite activity. Summer Slams. Summer Slams. Don't worry. We're wait. almost to the 2000s, guys. No, wait. We gotta, we gotta rank all of John Cena's moves. The five uh, Oh my god. Shut up. Doom. Shut up. Hey, let's start Never with... Never seen him before. Shut the fuck up. All right. We'll start with 1997 SummerSlam. Wait, what are you talking about? What? We're not going backwards. What? Well, last we did 1996. Oh yeah, last... that's right. You yeah, fucking yeah. dummy! Shut up. You. Learn how to count. I'm a referee. I don't know how to count. <laughs> that's right. You are a referee. Anyway, SummerSlam 1997 started with a steel cage match. Surprisingly, this was one of the best openers <laughs> so far. It, or not the best, like. We've had a lot of shitty openers yeah. for the past few SummerSlams, so this one was refreshing. Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Mankind. Great steel cage match, in my opinion. And I, I'm not a huge fan of steel cage matches because some of it doesn't make sense to me. Like, the escaping the cage part makes no fucking sense. But, uh... I gave it four jobbers. Billy gave it three jobbers. Like... I wasn't in love with it, but it was, it was good. It was good. I just wasn't in love with it. All right, then we have Goldust versus Brian Pillman. Like I was with this match. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. This match, um... It was kind of... Too much happened on the the outside. It was kind of okay, I guess, but keyword kind of. Yeah, I gave it two jobbers. Billy gave it 2.25 jobbers. Yes. Uh... Now, um, I didn't know that yeah, the... Yeah, wait for the second to last one on a video I sent you on TikTok. Okay, sorry, I meant to whisper. He did a good job. <laughs> now, uh, I didn't know that the, 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 the redneck tag team coming out was called the Godwins. I didn't know that was the Godwins. I didn't recognize them. So, when I wrote it down, I... I didn't know their names. I just said Road Warriors versus Hillbilly Fox. Most <laughs> because they brought out the false Confederate flag, and uh, they were just like a bunch of Hillbilly Fox. Let's not guess brought off the air here, William. What do you mean? The false Confederate flag? Part? Okay, okay, let's get. Okay. That's not what the Confederate fucking flag is. Shut up. Anyway. It was a, it was a, it was a bad tag team match. One point five jobbers from me. One point seven five jobbers from Billy. Yeah, I don't really remember anything about it. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> uh, then we had. What is this? 
No, this wasn't. Wait, was this the Lions Den match? British Bulldog. No, this Cam was Cam? not. No, this was not. That's this right. is a singles match. Yeah, British Bulldog versus Kim. Kim. Ken Shamrock, and I gotta say, Ken Shamrock is underrated in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I think he should have, like, been. He he could have been a big deal in the business, but uh, I don't. I what well, there's something like controversial happened with him because I'm not sure why he wasn't bigger. I don't think so. Okay. Not off the top of my head, at yeah, least. Yeah, me either. But uh, I will admit his matches at SummerSlam weren't the best. Uh, 2.5 jobbers from both of us. Then we had the Disciples of Apocalypse. Is that correct? Yes. Versus Loris... Los... Los... Los Boricus. This was very... Attitude Era-esque. Yeah. Meaning it was a stupid clusterfuck that nobody cared about. Not as bad as next year's uh, clusterfuck tag team match. It's gang wars and nobody likes gang wars. Uh, 0.75 jobbers from me, two jobbers from Billy. Now we have the infamous match. Infamous. Fuck off. I keep forgetting. Steve Austin versus Owen Hart. Okay, this match was very good. It was very good. Yeah, it started off great. It is... Kind of dragged along when, uh, well, someone broke their neck. It is sad that it is... It ended with the thing. The Where... Good thing Steve Austin got a few more years out of his career, but this looked and was bad. And then he gave in his own words what is the worst roll-up of all time. Yeah. In his own words, it was... It was pretty bad. It looked horrible. But you know what? For a guy with a broken neck, I don't think he did too bad. Yes, yes. Now this this there was a lot there, a lot of disasters just from that one pile driver. It hindered Steve Austin's career. He, Steve Austin could have wrestled longer had he not broken his neck that early. Mm-hmm. Owen Hart was dragged down the card because of this incident, mm-hmm. which really it wasn't his that that it wasn't that big of his fault. Like now, granted, he should have, even though it was kind of Undertaker's move. Steve Austin wanted him go to go to his knees. He went to his ass. Yeah. Which I would say is... That's very like, the tombstone I took was the Undertaker version, of course. But, uh... Like, it might have been safer to do it the ass way. No, I don't think it is. The knees protect you. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> but, it... Either way, it was a very, very unfortunate series of events. Yeah. But uh, it was still a pr- it started out as a decent match and it is memorable. So I gave it three point five jobbers. Billy gave it four jobbers. Then we have the main event: Bret Hart versus the Undertaker. This was a decent match. It really set up the rivalry between between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Or didn't it, it, it was already set up. It it brought more heat to it with and the then, accidental chair, chair shot to Undertaker. Well, that also created an Undertaker Shawn Michaels rivalry with that exactly. led it, it, to it, the Hell in a Cell. It match. was a good story to it. It did drag on a little bit, though. It was a little slow, yes. So I gave it three point seven five jobbers. Billy gave it three point five jobbers. And when we review all the Survivor Series, that's the year. That's the year with the infamous, you know, that place in Canada, and that tool that's used to. 
put stuff together. A screwjob? Yes, screwjob. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I was trying to... I know, I, I know. To be subtle. Shut up. No subtleties. <laughs> subtleties. Subtleties. <laughs> now we have SummerSlam 1998. The Attitude Era is in full momentum, and it really shows it because the first match is Val Venus versus... Val Penis! Val Venus the Penis. Hello, ladies. The man who almost got castrated by a Japanese gang. Kaintai! Oh, we'll get to Kaintai. Uh, this match was actually pretty good. Uh... This this keeps up the streak of good openings in SummerSlam history, surprisingly. I like the little vest uh, storyline they had going on with it. I gave it three... We both gave it 3.5 jobbers. <laughs> now, next, this really, like, just dipped down in quality. Kai and Tai versus Oddities. What the fuck was this match? What the fuck? It just was there, and we don't know why. Like, there was one good part, and that was the part where they had, like, the giant guy, and, like, they were all trying to hold him down. That was the one good part of the match. That's the only part I remember. Uh, one jobber from both of us. Then we had Jeff Jarrett versus X-Pac. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was decent. Billy thought it was a little less than decent. Uh, I gave it three jobbers. Billy gave it 2.25 jobbers. Yeah, it was it was okay. Yeah. But was it that okay? Then we had Mark Marrow and Jacqueline versus Sable and Edge. Edge's first SummerSlam match. Yes, and uh, not off to a great start. Uh, I have a problem with, like, Dota E's, like, intergender matches. Like, why can the woman hit the men, but the men can't hit the women? Yeah. That makes no sense to me. But also, I hate the whole, ta- you have to tag in your, uh, the other gender's partner because, you know, like, they can't hit each other. Like, I just don't, like, that's not an intergender match, that's just... I, I, okay, 1.5 jobbers. Billy gave it 1.75 jobbers. And then we had the first ever... What was the first ever? Uh, First ever in SummerSlam. Okay. The first one we'll be talking about, Lion's Den match. Shamrock versus Owen Hart. I'm not a huge fan of the Lion's Den match. Yeah, that was the first match. Uh, there was only two, actually. Yeah, and both of the SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, Yeah, this was a very... Meh. I okay. It could have been better in my opinion. I wasn't I I was it could have been the placement in the card too. Like if they opened with this, I probably would have enjoyed it better. But they didn't. So I gave it two jobbers. Billy gave it one point seven five jobbers. Now I this was a match I didn't really, I despised. Mankind versus New Age Outlaws. I for the tag team championships, I don't think it was right to make it a handicap match. Yeah. I mean, I know it was setting up a storyline with The Undertaker and Kane and stuff like that, but I still don't, like, I I just wasn't a huge fan. It, you, you knew that New Age Outlaws were going to win. It was just too obvious, and the match itself was very slow. I, I gave it .25 jobbers. Billy gave it 2.25 jobbers. And here we go with the highlight of the night. You want to talk about it, Billy? Uh, Yes. Triple H versus The Rock in a pretty infamous ladder match. You know, fuck you. <laughs> it was a lot of the... Because, of course, after the whole curtain call incident, Triple oh, yeah. H was brought down the card a little bit. This is the real instance of him getting back up and them trusting him to have the Intercontinental title and putting on a great, great pre-main event match with The Rock. 
which I think showcased both guys very well and was bringing them into their own to be on the same level of the main event, which was Stone Cold and The Undertaker. In fact, I think it might be my favorite rock match. Yeah, that's the four, four of the mainstays of the Attitude Era right there. Triple H, The Rock, Stone Cold, and The Undertaker. Oh, yeah, actually, that's, yeah, that's very accurate, actually. I mean, I guess you could argue maybe Shawn Michaels. He was actually kind of like, he was inactive oh, that's right. for... Th that's right, that's right. Yeah. He used more ruthless aggression. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Uh, we both gave it 4.5 jobbers. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had a... It was a, it was a, it was a pretty good main event. The Undertaker versus Stone Cold. Uh, mm -hmm. This was just a pretty good match. It had all the Attitude Era shenanigans as usual. Vince McMahon got involved. I'm it of sure. course was no disqualification. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, nothing really notable that I can think of. But uh, I gave it three point five jobbers. Billy gave it three. Now we go to the last SummerSlam for this podcast, SummerSlam 1999. We have Jeff Jarrett versus D'Lo Brown opening it. And, um, yeah, it was kind of cliche. Oh, match. I get to talk about that. Yeah. It, this was a very cliche match in the end with the, 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 the heel turn stuff, uh, it was just alright. I gave it two... We both gave it two jobbers. But then, we had a surprisingly, in, my, in both of our opinions, I think, banger match. The tag team turmoil match. Oh yeah, that was actually very... It started off incredibly solid, and we thought that was the end, but no, it was actually a turmoil. Yeah, we didn't know it was a tag team turmoil. Maybe we should have been paying attention. Once... But uh, that spear from... Edge to Matt Hardy was great off the barricade. Yeah, once Edge and Christian got eliminated, it started to go down a little bit, but luckily that was not very long. I think the Acolytes held up the pace a little bit for a little... For, for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it definitely did slow down, and honestly, if Edge and Christian made it to the end, it probably would have been a better match, but I still think it was pretty decent. Not decent, it was, it was good. Uh, I gave it four jobbers. Billy gave it 3.75 jobbers. Now, here was a surprising good match. Al Snow versus Big Boss Man. This was one of the funner things they could do in the Attitude Era. Yes. Where you had them going outside and doing a bunch of crazy shit and hitting each other with things you would never expect to be hit with. That was the good thing about the Attitude Era. At least it brought in new ideas. Now, mm -hmm. not all of them landed... For example, same guy with the same the same rivalry actually. Al Snow eating his own dog. That big was... boss man cooked it to him. What the fuck? Yeah, that's very attitude era esque. Yeah, big boss man in the attitude era was just a fucking maniac. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a really good uh hardcore match, I guess you could say. Uh, a literal street fight because <laughs> it took place in the street to get it, Billy. Yes. You, you sh get it? You shut get up, it? Shut up. You, you laugh. Shut up. <laughs> now, uh, I did give it extra points because of the moonsault that Al Snow does to Big Boss Man in the uh, on the table mm -hmm. in the a restaurant. That was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that. And, yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. I gave it 3.75 jobbers. Billy gave it 3.5 jobbers. It was 
cool fun. And then we get to this part. Uh, Ivory versus Tori. Billy, you want to talk? I remember nothing about this match. I remember one thing. At the end of the match, Ivory... No, was it Tori? Whoever was the winner. I don't even remember. I don't even remember who the winner was. Whoever won... Ivory. Ivory won. Okay. So Tori tried to strip Ivory at the end of the match. Yeah. What the fuck? And in the match wasn't even that long. How long was it? 408. Yeah. Okay. Disrespectful. I'm done. I gave it negative 2. Billy gave it 0.5. It was bad. Yeah. N- not to blame any of the women wrestlers because they did decent for what they had, but uh, yeah, it was just bad. And then we have the second ever Lion Thin match, which I think is the superior one because it added kendo sticks to it. Yes. It and was... Steve Blackman with a kendo stick is a very scary, scary man. Steve Blackman versus Ken, Ken Shamrock. Good line. Okay, no, I actually don't want to say good. It's decent. I mean, compared to the last match we just talked about, good. Yeah, but, decent uh, decent match. I gave it 2.25 jobbers. Billy gave it 2.75 jobbers. It was there, and it was, it was okay. Now we have a pretty hardcore match. Test versus Shane McMahon. No. I thought this was the one with the spot. Where he falls off the... Uh, but that is no. next year. I, I thought it was too, I won't lie. I thought it was going to be that, but then yeah. it wasn't. I was like, oh, yeah, my bad. It is actually next year, though. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I liked the whole... Uh, the, the, the Where you grab the uh, framed picture and hit test on the head with it. Mm-hmm. I like glass and wrestling. Anyway, uh, I gave it three jobbers. Billy gave it 2.5 jobbers. Then we had Kane and X-Pac versus Undertaker and Big Show. This match was just kind of there for me. Yeah, it wasn't like anything special. It had some cool moves in it, and Kane versus Undertaker, always a good storyline. But uh, it was just 2.75 jobbers from me and two jobbers from Billy. And then we had this match, which, okay, the match itself was okay. All right, I'm going to talk about it. But the story and the commentary didn't help it. I'm going to talk about it. Okay, so this... Billy Gunn versus Rock, by the way. This was a kiss-my-ass match. A very weird stipulation to begin with, but if it... If it wasn't... If it was, like, the Rock or Billy Gunn having to kiss the other person's ass... I would not have looked too far into that besides Attitude Era stupidness. The fact that they went out and found a slightly larger woman that wasn't considered pretty and put her in there just to make fun of her for the entire match. That part absolutely killed the match in my opinion and you know what change it give it negative two Damn. Okay. because that match was absolute bullshit and it i i i hated it i when i gave it the patch naming i thought i was a little tame from most of that era's shit uh so i just but I, and also the match was pretty good other than the ass stuff so I gave it two jobbers, and as you just heard from Billy, he gave it negative two jobbers. Very yeah. passionately. And then we have the main event, Triple H versus Stone Cold versus Mankind. 
Mankind was another star that really made the Attitude Era good. Yes, he, and I, I, I wish his reigns as WWE champion were longer. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, this is actually, I think this is the first time he won the, no, no, no. No, no. the he first time was the yeah. really big one. Yeah, because WCW spoiled it and people went on to watch Raw it. to watch it, which screwed WCW. Anyway, uh, he, yeah, this was, uh, <clears throat> this was, this was a pretty good triple threat match. I wish I saw a little bit more from them, but it was decent. Mm-hmm. I gave it 3.25 jobbers. Billy gave it 3.25 jobbers also. Yeah. Uh, solid. And that is all for the summertime for, as of right now. So Whew. next time we do the podcast, we're going to do and 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 4, 2, 5. 5, yeah. Yeah. And then from there onwards, yeah. we did... I'm ready, I am excited for 2002 because that's regarded as the best SummerSlam. We have done 12? Yeah. Yeah, we've done 12 SummerSlams. We're making our way through, guys. We're making our way through. Hopefully making it'll be... downtown. Hopefully it'll be less painful in the future. And we are out of the 90s. Yeah. We'll go to early 2000s where Triple H had the reign of terror. But at least he had good matches. Good point. Even though some of them... He sure enough won in, but anyway, uh, what is the what is the card for the next SummerSlam? Let's uh, yeah, let's uh, look at what we got here. I know one of them. We will be very. Whew. All right, two thousand. We have Right to Censor versus Too Cool. Oh God. <laughs> Xbox versus Road Dog. Eddie Guerrero and China versus Trish Stratus and Val Venus. That might be a good match. Jerry Lawler versus Taz. Oh, Jesus Christ. Steve Blackman versus Shane McMahon. The match. That's going to be the one, yeah. Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho in a two out of three falls match. Oh, that sounds like a banger. That should be a very good one. A TLC match. Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys versus the Hardy Boys. No, yeah, that's going to be fucking great. Can't wait for that. The Cat versus Terry in a stink face match. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, that like, dipped real bad. It went from, like, one of the greatest matches ever to that. <laughs> Kane versus The Undertaker in a no disqualification match. That could be good. And The Rock versus Triple H versus Kurt Angle for the Ooh, WWF Championship. Good. Yeah, that sounds like actually a good card with the exception of, like, two matches. Yes. Especially one of them. A stink face match, yeah, yeah. Now, as you guys already know, if you've listened to the podcast before, once we're done reviewing the SummerSlams, which will be like a week before... Like two weeks or so. Yeah, before the next SummerSlam this year, uh, we will then start watching WrestleManias around December. We are starting the WrestleMania in Jan... If we start the first weekend of January... (laughs) Jerry. January... We'll be finishing it the week of WrestleMania. Maybe we can start in December, like like last week of December. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But, uh, God help us all. Luckily, we have nothing in between those two things. So I came up with a bright idea. I Okay, backstory time. Oh, God. I, I've been on this 
website called cagematch.com. Oh, yeah, he's doing the announcement. Okay. Yeah, yeah the announcement. Okay. Uh, I pressured him into giving it to me before the match because... I wish I wish you waited. I wish he you... overhyped me. Okay, I didn't overhype you. You overhyped yourself. I, just, I told you it wasn't that big. I was like, oh, he's going to get me tickets to double or nothing. No, I don't have that fucking money. I don't yeah. have that kind of money. Well, we both have the money. It's getting no, to I don't Ve- have the money. You have the money. It's getting to Vegas. That's the tough part. Yeah, exactly. Oh, if I could get to Vegas. Anyway, all right. No, shut up. You ruined the surprise. Shut up. No, you already ruined the surprise by making the surprise. Shut up. You shut up. You shut up. You shut You shut up. Just do the goddamn thing. Fine. Fuck. It's commonly regarded as the best wrestling promotion ever. AJW. All Japanese Women Wrestling. And from what I've seen, I've watched two of their big events. It is really good. And it was in the 90s. When women's wrestling, at least in America, wasn't highly respected. And this was fantastic. I've already given the company two five-jobber matches. That's how good they are. And I've only seen two of their events. That's an event each. Yeah. Crazy, right, Billy? Mm-hmm. Anyway. I... So I, I heard about them being the best, so I, I wanted to check it out. Now, Billy, he doesn't watch a lot of Japanese wrestling, and... I'll watch this show with you. Yeah, obviously. Yes. I'm gonna make you. But, uh... So, I... I usually do the, the Japanese corner, but I came across something very special. I was told about how all Japanese women wrestling has the longest wrestling pay-per-view in history at 10 hours long. That is almost 50% of a day. And me and Billy are going to review that whole show for you guys. So in between SummerSlam and the WrestleMania reviews, we'll have what is called, I think it's called the Universe, the Universal Big Egg pay-per-view. Big Egg Universe. Big Egg Universe, that's right. Now, to be fair, not all of these are matches. A lot of these are also just like some other stuff. Like I think there was like a midget wrestling segment and a, oh sorry, dwarf there was Short 23 point. matches. <laughs> yes! Yay! <laughs> yeah, we're going to watch all 10 hours of it. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if we're going to split it up or anything like that, but, uh, yeah. Now, it looks like no match goes over 20 minutes. So that is... Oh, Alundra Blaze is on the card. I'm not surprised she was in Japan. But, uh, sorry guys, uh, something uh, happened. Bit of technical difficulties. Yes, I, I don't know what happened. But, Ren uh, caused it. Yeah, it was Ren's fault, of course. But, uh, so, we're, t- we're, so we're watching the large, longest pay-per-view ever, 10 hours long, okay? Yes. We're gonna do it. Are we? Yes, we're gonna yeah, do it. Yeah, the WWF Women's Championship was defended on it. Really? I didn't know that. Yep. I haven't looked at the card, I don't want to, I don't want to, I just want, want to be surprised. Should be fun. But, uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, it is the best, it is considered one of the best wrestling promotions, so it's got to have some bangers on there. Uh, and I kind of want to show Billy one of the five-star matches, because it was really good. Now, let's go to the Japanese corner with me, because I've been watching a lot of Wrestle Kingdoms and Dream Slam from all Japanese w- women wrestling. Uh, so, 
I'll just review Wrestle Kingdom Night 1. Wrestle Kingdom 16 Night 1. But uh, if you guys don't know why I'm going in a weird order, I explained it in the last pad- podcast. Just go watch that one. But uh, we'll start with Wrestle Kingdom 16 Night 1. The first match was Yo versus Show. 2.75 jobbers. No, I watched these like a long time ago. So the reviews I. I, I have a, a limited review about them. He remembers nothing. I remember some things about certain matches. Just he remembers not that one. nothing. Man, I think that was like a submission heavy one, if I remember correctly. But anyway. Dude, I read so much. The second match uh, in Wrestle Kingdom, night, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 16, Night 1. Kenta, Taji, Ishimori, and El Phantasmo versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, Risuke. Tagushi and Rocky Romero. I love. Uh, nope, never mind. Wrong person. Uh, but uh, it, it it was okay. Tag team match. Uh, 2.5 jobbers. I think personally, New Japanese Pro Wrestling does too many tag team matches. Especially on night three of Wrestle Kingdom 16. Almost fit. No, almost 90% of the card was six man tag team matches. What the fuck? I don't know what is what's Japan's obsession with those, but I, I don't like I, I like the occasional one. I don't like one like five times on a card. Fuck. Then we had my favorite Japanese wrestler, Tetsuya Naito and uh Sonata and Bushi versus Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, and Will Ospreay. Two jobbers. Uh did I give the rating for the one previous? That one, the one before this the one the the second match, 2.5 jobbers. The match I just said, 2 jobbers. And then we had another tag team match. No, wait, no, we didn't. I was looking at the wrong one. Katsuri... Katsuri... Jesus Christ, I sound drunk. Katsu... Katsuyori... Speaking of drunk. Shibata versus Rin Narito. Na- Narita. Narita. 4 jobbers. I don't remember anything from it. Really, that much. Uh... Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil. I did not like this match. I don't remember why I don't yeah, I like this match, but I don't like it. Uh, I gave it 1.5 jobbers. Then we had Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi versus Tashi and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Billy, huge fan of Zack Sabre Jr., so when I said this match had 3.75 jobbers, he was pissed. But uh, Zack Sabre Jr. was barely in the match. And now he's coughing his guts. <laughs> see, see, I talked, I talked one bad thing. <laughs> Billy, Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, <laughs> you your own fucking water. Get your own fucking water. <laughs> I'm not being generous. Fuck off. <coughs> Get your own fucking water. <laughs> Are you good? See, I talked one bad thing about Zack Saber Jr. and Billy's dying. Anyways. Don't go out <laughs> in the kitchen coffee. Here. Do you want a sip of my water? It's open, but I mean... Right. Now, Hiromi Takahashi <laughs> versus El Desperado. I love El Desperado. I think he's a great wrestler. And uh, this match got 4.75 jobbers. Then we had the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 16, Night 1. 
Shingo Tadaji Takashi versus Kazushika Okada. This was a fantastic match on a story le- storytelling level and wrestling level. They had great combinations, great chemistry, and the story of Okada reaching back to the top after being injured and losing everything <coughs> was great and was was subtly told here and set him up for his match against Will Ospreay at the next night. This match was the first new Japanese pro wrestling match to get five jobbers out of me. I don't know if I can. Now, uh, then we'll talk about Wrestle Kingdom 16, night two. And the first match, it was a tag team match, but I actually kind of like this one. Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo versus Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask versus Raisuki uh, Tagashi and Rocky Romero. This was a great little bout of tag teams. I like the illegal the illegal thing in the boot part. A lot of people were angry about the disqualification of the, one of the tag teams, which I kind of agree with. But it was a good match overall. 4.5 jobbers. Next we had a uh, stardom match. Mayu... Yeah, don't lay in your back. Roll over. Mayu Iwatani... And Starlight Kid versus Tom, T- Tam, no, Tom, Tam, I, I don't know, <laughs> Tam Nakano and Saya Kamitani. A decent women's match. I think it was the first stardom match at New Japan. I'm not sure. 3.25 jobbers. Or was it the first in Wrestle Kingdom? Something like that. Then we had Minoru Suzuki versus Taru, Toru Yano versus Chase Owens versus Chima. I was disappointed by this match. I This could have been a banger. And then it ended way too early. Way, way, way too early. 2.75 jobbers. Then we had another tag team match. Hiroki, Goto, Yashihashi, or Yoshihashi. <laughs> And Yo versus Evil, Yujiro, Tanahashi, and Cho. Cho, not Cho. Cho. I don't remember anything from this. 2.25 jobbers. Uh, Sonata versus Great Okan. This match rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like it. 1.5 jobbers. Tetsuya Naito versus Jeff Cobb. Good match. 3.5 jobbers. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. This was an extreme or hardcore match, if I remember correctly. It was pretty good. I wanted I, I, I wanted a little more from this match. Four point two five jobbers. And then we had the main event: Okada versus Osprey. This was terrible from a storytelling uh, look view. Uh, from a storytelling view, it kind of degraded. Okada's uh, evolution through New Japan and while the match itself had some pretty good uh, chemistry moves and stuff like that there was that one segment where Will Ospreay jumps off a uh, the column or whatever the fuck it is and he barely hits Okada with it that kind of stuck with my memory I gave this main event 3.75 jobbers and then we'll finish off Wrestle Kingdom 16, Night 3, 
First we had... Oh, Jesus Christ. This is the tag team one, so this is going to be... Oh, fuck. Sorry, man. I was in the bathroom with uh, Seidel and Van Damme. I didn't know what you're talking about. Right, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, Kasai Fujita That was versus... a weed joke. Versus Yasutaka Yano. Four jobbers. This was actually... A great singles match, if I remember correctly. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Hiro Yoshi Tenzan, Saitoshi Kojima, and Yuji Nagata versus King Tani, Muhammad Yone, and Akitoshi Saito. Holy fuck. Uh, three jobbers. I don't even know where the fuck happened in that match. Uh, that's gonna be, like, the remainder for most of these, because they all blend in together, because they're all six or more tag team matches. Like, what the fuck? Mellow out, bro. Shut the fuck up, Rob Van Dam. Anyway. Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki uh, Goto, Yoshi, y- Yoshi Hashi, Raisuke Tagushi, and Master Wado versus Daisuke Harada, Hajime Ohara. Hajime? <laughs> Hajime. Ohara, <laughs> Daiki Inoba, Inaba, Yoshiki In Inamaru. I'm gonna be bullied. and Kenya Okada. God damn! Why the fuck, New Japan? Three point seven five dollars. Then we had Show versus. Hold on. At Sushi Kotoje. Kotoje. Fuck off. Two jobbers. Fuck. God damn. This is just... You get, this is like a fucking... Fuck, you fuck. want to hand me the list and I'll say the names? No. I gotta do this myself. Alright. Then we had... Tai- <coughs> uh, God damn it, Billy. You're not helping. We had Taiji Ishimori and Guido versus Hayata and Saiki... Yoshiako. Shit. Yoshi... Hold on. Yoshio... Yoshioka. Y- Yoshioka. Got it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, I, I was tired of tag team matches at this point. 1.75 jobbers. Then we had one of my favorites, El Desperado. And... <laughs> Dauki? Dookie? Dookie? Is OU in Japan... Huh? Is OU in Japan when together ooh? It depends. What's the name? D O U K I. Doki. 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 Okay. Doki. Yeah. El Desperado and Doki versus <laughs> Yohei. Wait, was there an I before the O U? No. Okay. <laughs> versus Yohei and uh, Nazawa <laughs> Ron Guy. Four point two five dollars. Today, Junior. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. I don't see you trying to read, like, fucking African names or some shit. Because you're not familiar with African names. No, Bob Wayne, though. The song that you sing in Hawaii. Okay, okay. Sh- 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 you're losing half our crowd. Yes, I know. Taichi, Minar- uh, Taichi Minaru, Suzuki, and Taka Mishinoku... Versus Takahashi, no, Takahashi, Sugira, Kazushi, Sakuraba, and Toru 
uh, Yano, 2.5 jobbers. God damn it, with the fucking tag team matches. I think I violated uh, Jobber Central's the wellness policy. Shut the fuck up, Billy. Evil and Dick Togo versus Go Shiozaki and Masa Kitamiya. Kitamiya. 2.25 jobbers. I don't remember these matches. (laughs) Zack Sabre Jr. and Yushinobu Kanemaru versus Naomichi Marifuji and Yoshinari Agawa. What? No, I'm almost done. Stop it, mother. 3.5 jobbers. I've never heard you laugh like that, Billy. 3.5 jobbers. Fuck. Shingo Tagaji, Tetsuya Naito, Sanada, Hiromi... Hiromi... Ah, I can say this one. I said it earlier. Hiromu Takahashi and Bushi versus Katsuhiko Nakajima, Kenya, Kenya, Kanabu, Soya, Takasuke, no, sorry, Takasuke, and Elijah, four jobbers, four jobbers, damn it, god damn it, fuck, alright, and then finally, the fast fucking match with the fucking tag teams, <laughs> Shut up. Kazushika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi, I said that one right, versus Keiji Muto and Kaito. Oh, fuck. Kiyomiya. Mia. Kiyomiya. Three fucking jobbers. Fucking done. Fuck you, New Japan. Fuck you. Tag team matches my ass. Ugh. Fuck off. So that was. I swear. So that was fun. I thought I was gonna. Fuck. I was gonna burst. I was gonna explode from both ends. Luckily, the 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 rest of the Wrestle Kingdoms don't have that many fucking tag teams. Oh, maybe you should go to the bathroom. Fuck. Damn. I almost want to give a lower rating to all those matches because of what I just had to go through. <laughs> Gonna have PTSD with reading names. Now, okay, a lot of people are gonna call me out saying, "Oh, I bet he wouldn't struggle as much with like fucking English." Yeah, of course I didn't, because I don't yeah. speak fucking Japanese. Like, I know fucking English. I can, yeah. I mean, fuck. I, but English names. But so, even like, that's true. Like fucking Mar- Mar- Marcellus. You are getting real off topic here, and you're not the one who just we got have done 15 with. Fifteen more fucking minutes. And you're not the one that just got done with Matt Riddle. Shut the fuck up about your fucking Matt Riddle shit. Anyway, even if you guys might see me as anti-Japanese for that whole me saying fuck the tag teams because of the wrong fucking names, I'm trying to defend myself. WWE doesn't do matches like 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 a tag team match every fucking other one. Like holy fuck, that's too many tag team matches. There's too many fucking tag team matches. Fuck. Complaining about the names, anyways. Even without the tag team matches. Well, no, no. I earlier those were my fault, but this one, it, it, it's like I was speaking of the whole fucking alphabet. <laughs> hey Billy, can you set this like behind you, like near the bookcase, please? Yeah, I'm uncultured. I know. Fuck. Heavy. Damn. Ugh. Okay. 
Now we can talk about, uh, I don't know. No, not against the door. Against Put it against the, the door. Yeah. I, I, Billy, did we review Halloween Havoc on here? Uh, I think that was on the episode we that got lost. Yes. Yeah, I don't think we reviewed it. Yeah, I don't think we ever have. So I think we should review it now, because we have time. Was it under the? Sure. It Let's go with that. Before. Okay. Oh no. Okay. WCW Halloween no, Havoc 1997. Billy wanted me to watch this because of Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. If First, only it stayed like that. Yeah. It, it starts off good and then drops off majorly. So, we'll start with the first match, which I was pleasantly surprised with. Ultimo, Ultimo Dragon versus Yuji Nagata. Yeah, you already know, Nagata is one of my favorites. Love the man. And this match was a banger. We both gave it 3.5 jobbers. And my throat's a little hoarse, so Billy, you want to do the next match? Uh, this might go well. Okay. All right, this so. This is the most chaotic episode. You think so? All right, so yeah, and also well, I just went on an anti-Japanese spout. That was okay. you. That was so us. um. Yeah, I know. I said that. I just said my anti-Japanese, even anyway. though it wasn't anti-Japanese. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, did you do the first match yet? <coughs> did, you literally heard me talk about it, Billy. What the fuck? What kind of shit did they sell you? I. I was reading the Bible, Donnie. I promise. Chris Jericho. Okay. We have, um, Chris Jericho, this, in my opinion, was kind of like the, uh, first match, you know, it was there, and it was a good choice for those first two matches, you know, two cruiserweights, and Chris Jericho in WCW was very talented. Very good at changing your professionalism, like, a moment ago, you were, like, laughing and be like, bro, and now you're like, anyway, so the economy was created. I, I can switch up. But yeah, when I need to. Um, Alex Wright versus Mongo McMichael. Wait, you didn't talk about the rain. You didn't say the rain. Oh yeah, yeah. Goddamn you. Um, William put down two point two five, and I gave it three. Said it was solid. It was there. And then we had Ramus. I almost completely skipped. You. Yeah. All right. I'm taking that away from you. Okay. Okay. Ray Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> now I will admit. Everyone says this is like a five-star classic. I don't think so. My main problem with it is that it could have gone on longer. Now, usually, with matches, I'll say they were too short. No, not too short. Uh, too long. But this was a case where it was too short. This one could have gone ten more minutes and be at that 25-minute mark. Mm. And I think that would have definitely shot it upwards to... That could have been our first five dollar, <coughs> or well, at least Billy's first five <coughs> and also his last. If he keeps coughing like that, sorry. Yeah, good. But anyway, <laughs> it was not. Sadly, it was a little too short in my opinion. <laughs> Had a great story though, and great fantastic moves. I gave it four point two five jobbers. Billy gave it four. Yeah, it it real. Wait, which one are we on? <laughs> Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Jesus Christ! Still wait. I only gave it four. Yeah, okay, what'd you give it? 4.25. Oh, okay, alright, yeah. So, um, yeah, like, basically exactly what we said, it was an incredible match with great spots and great storytelling. If we'll have been a little bit longer, it would have gotten those five jobbers, from me at least. <coughs> yeah. Next match. Alright. 
Alex Wright versus Mongo McMichael. This is where the pay-per-view started to dip in quality. Yes. Uh, I don't remember a single fucking thing from this match. I give it 1.75 jobbers. Billy gave it two. Do you remember anything? Um, just something about Goldberg and coming oh, in yes. and spearing both interfere. of them. That's why I gave it a low rating. Uh, now, this was a very disrespectful match. Uh, Jacqueline versus Disco Inferno. This. Can you please tell the backstory? Because right, so I cannot much, keep my mind focused that long. From what I remember, Disco Inferno did not want to lose a match against Jacqueline, correct? Yeah. And so, <coughs> WCW told him to get the fuck out of their business, pretty much. And he came coming back, and he said that he wanted his job back, he would do anything. So they cut his pay, put him down on the card, and said he had to lose to Jacqueline. And that's exactly what happened. And this match was pretty much a game of cat and mouse, and it was horrible. Uh, I gave it negative one jobbers. Billy gave it 1.5 jobbers. Then we have Kurt Henning versus Ric Flair, which should be a great match, but in my opinion, didn't reach its peak. Mostly because I think it went on a little too long, especially for the finish it had. <laughs> I didn't hate the finish. I thought it was actually good for the story. I just didn't like how long it was with that finish. Uh, so I gave it 2.75 jobbers, and Billy gave it 3.75 jobbers. And then we had Scott Hall versus Lex Luger, which I thought was a surprisingly good match. Three jobbers from both of us. Then we had a last man standing match. Macho Man Randy Savage versus Diamond Dallas Page. And this was really good. Now, it wasn't like top-tier last-man-standing matches, but it was pretty good. Especially with the rest of the card. Billy, you have anything to say about it? What match is it again? Oh, God damn, Billy. <coughs> Macho Man Randy Savage versus Diamond Dallas Page in a last-man-standing match. Yeah, this match, um, and this entire rivalry pretty much was a big helper for DDP's career, and mm. it gave him that main event push eventually. This match, it was, it was good. And what did I give it again? You gave it 3.75. Yeah. It was good. I think it could have been a little bit better Yeah, with the potential of the rivalry they had. Yeah, I gave it 3.25. All right. Here we go. Oh. With the best match ever. Hulk Hogan versus Roddy, Roddy Piper. Piper. Steel cage match. Honestly, <coughs> this match was horrendous. It was horrible. Bad. Now, we reviewed this pay-per-view a long time ago, uh, but the thing was, when we, we while we reviewed it in our notes, we didn't talk about it until the podcast, but that podcast episode well, was corrupted. So, sadly, we couldn't uh, give that one to you guys. But, we're giving it to you now, and Looking back at it, it's still horrible. It is a horrendous match. It is. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> like, I knew it was going to be bad right as Roddy Piper bit Hulk Hogan in the ass. <laughs> and then the steel cage looked terrible. They were way out of their prime at this time. Their moves didn't connect, like, especially with the steel cage door when Hulk Hogan was trying to hit him with it, hit Roddy Piper with it. It was just terrible. They had, like, six fucking sting interruptions. And a fan interrupted the match, and they beat the shit out of him. So, like, oh my god, there was so much Even wrong though, with that. <laughs> Even though he was already, like, 
they already had him subdued, and they still ever kicked his ass. And in my opinion, Roddy Piper had the worst kickout in wrestling history. After two leg drops, it was the worst kickout I've ever seen, in my opinion. And the best moment did come from Roddy Piper, though, so Donnie, don't get mad at us. Oh, Jesus. Pretty much, it was when Roddy Piper <laughs> delivered a pretty good punch to Hulk Hogan. That was the best part. That's how bad this match was. And then the finish wasn't even good either. Yeah. Like, okay, it, it was just bad. The more I think about it, I'm actually going to lower my ranking, or my rating for it. It's going to be a negative four. Really? That's how bad it was. Billy gave it negative one. I gave it negative four jobbers. Are you okay, Billy? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm I, you don't seem okay. I'm okay. Okay. You're not going to throw up like me, are you? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Well, uh, there's Halloween Havoc. That was just a quick review. A little longer. Um, poopy buttholes. No, stop okay, it. Okay, stop okay, it. I'm kind of mad. Um, we don't really have anything. Well, we we do have TNA, but it's gonna take too long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we did watch some TNA. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, we're gonna do those too. We have to do everything as yep. much as we can. That's part of our obligation <laughs> to do ratings. So yeah, we'll get those to you guys in the very near future. I and mean, we have plenty of time, especially since you know once SummerSlam, the summer the SummerSlam pay per views end. We will uh, pretty much have nothing to review unless we handpick it. Yeah. Uh, we are going to review Double or Nothing, so expect that soon. Uh, Probably on the next episode, even. Well, yeah, because it's <coughs> in two days. Yep. But, yeah, uh, we're excited for that. That actually looks like a very good card. As <coughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh, also, I had an idea. I haven't brought it up to Billy yet. I think we should when when where the whatever podcast episode is nearest to our birthdays, we should have like a little thing where we uh, celebrate by uh, watching a pay per view of the birthday <coughs> person's choice. Yeah, it does sound like a really good idea. When's your birthday? October twenty ninth. Okay, mine's September fifteenth. So those are going to be very close together. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think of what pay-per-view. I was thinking Money in the Bank 2017 because that was the first ever pay-per-view I've ever seen. But I kind of want to check out a new pay-per-view for something like that. Mm-hmm. Something I want I might, I might have us watch a uh, PWG pay-per-view. That'd be cool. Yeah. And uh, you have any ideas in mind for your birthday episode? Yeah. Uh. I mean, there's a couple that I love, and I'll think of that when the time comes to it. You don't even have, like, an indie, like, an indie you likes, uh, like, one of their... Yeah. Or something like that. Maybe even one that I've been on. Yeah. Oh, and also, for anyone that's asking why we reviewed the three-year anniversary of Dynamite, or at least I did, well, that's because it was a special episode. We're, we're going to do special episodes. Like, eventually we'll get to, like, Raw 25th and Raw 1000 and... Super Smackdown, uh, Las Vegas special they had in 2017. <coughs> we'll, we'll review the special episode. So we'll also eventually, once 
we are able to find a way to watch old Dynamite episodes. We'll watch, like, uh, Bash of the Beach or Beach Bash or whatever the fuck it's called and uh, St. Patrick's Slam. We'll watch stuff like that. Don't worry. Winter's Coming, too. That I like that one. What? Game of Thrones? Yeah, it is a Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. And Blood and Guts. You can start to watch that, too. Yeah. I actually... I. I unfortunately couldn't watch that live, and I really want to rewatch it. Am I just stalling for time? Maybe a little bit. Because, <laughs> uh, <coughs> I mean, I'm not really stalling. I'm, I'm giving you guys updates. Yeah. And Billy, could you say something, please? Yeah. Without dying? Uh, well, like... Anyway, no, okay. uh, <laughs> continue. Yeah, I, I can't think of too much. Um, yeah, I think we, uh filled the content for this we won't always be able to hit the two-hour mark yeah now i will say japanese corner i'm not just doing new japan i'll also be doing i'll try to be try to do uh all japanese pro wrestling and i'm definitely doing all japanese women's wrestling which i've already reviewed two of their <laughs> events so i'll get that reviewed in soon Uh, just the rhymes. Hey, just... Yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah, Japanese Corner will be... Well, I'll try to get as much Japanese uh, companies companies to watch as I can. And uh, we'll also try to get, like, a little more difficult things, like, wrestling companies to watch. Like, Billy had the idea to watch indie wrestling scenes every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, I actually found a thing on YouTube... Which I'll have to get that. I have to go buy that with Billy. Uh, I think we can try to watch some NWA stuff. Yeah. I, I actually I'm interested in that. Uh, we already started watching TNA. Um. Sh- should we do MCW? Uh yeah, I think they they are have a great talent. But again, a, we should only review special episodes. A great talent roster. A lot of which are guys that I get to work with a lot, and you know some of the best out there. Yeah, and I, I, there, I, I, my first ever live event that I went to was a MCW event. Uh, we at one point we're gonna have to uh, review some GCW stuff. Very good. I I like GCW, but at the same time I do not. Uh, eventually we're gonna watch. Every single NXT to- takeover. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that will be fun for a little bit. Um, and then yeah, that that's uh, we're we're gonna try to watch as much as we can. We're trying to not well, yeah, I guess challenge the Mave Deltzer monopoly on ratings for wrestling because <laughs> sadly, not a lot of people do the whole worldwide thing. We're going to try it. We're even going to watch stuff from, like, the UK, Ireland. Hell. I We might watch some backyard shit. <laughs> like, I watched Subway Mania. That was pretty funny. I showed Billy that video. He didn't like it so much. Anyway, that is all for Dollar Central. Billy, say goodbye. Uh, yeah. If you've been with us for this episode... Thank you very much. This yeah, was this was our train wreck. Very chaotic, but I had fun. I know William had fun. I think 
And uh, this 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 uh, podcast episode was pretty much like December to dismember. Yes, yes. And we will uh, catch you guys on the next podcast. Granted, William does not suspend me for thirty eight days violating the wellness policy. We'll have to see. We will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you very much. And stay jobbing, my friends. Stay jobbing. That's that's the way you're saying is. It's something. I guess. But uh don't worry, <laughs> Billy. If I do suspend you, you always have a career and you